another edition of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Hello, welcome back, welcome if it's your first time. Um, I am lead singer with UK Thrash Band, Acid Rain, more on that later. Um, I run this here podcast, I have been doing stand-up for over 20 years, I have a character called Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman, keithplatt.co.uk, does anybody bother with websites anymore, I really don't know, I don't think so, I don't, but anyway, I also host the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast, and I have another podcast called The Reducer, which I do with two dear comedy writing friends, if you'd like to listen to that, there will be a link in the description, Um, in fact, I'll put, well, just, you know, I'll put a link to that, and as for the other stuff, you can go look for that if you want. Also, Talking Bollocks, all over social media, you can find us there, and I'll try and make this really quick. Look at the description of the podcast, you will see Join Podcast Patreon. If you click that, that's a link, takes you to Patreon. You can spend $6 a month, and for that, you get this podcast early, you get the reducer early, you get to know who is going to be coming on the show, you get to submit questions for them. Hey, how cool is that? You also get a two-hour radio show every month. You also get a live on Zoom podcast every month. Two hours where we all hang out and have a right old laugh. So, if that sounds like something that you might quite like, also, you get loads of behind-the-scenes stuff from uh, the band, from my comedy work, and, and all sorts of bits and pieces. So there you go. That's it. One and a half minutes in, boom. I've managed to get all of the housekeeping out the way. So, at this point, normally, I pile into the news. And I had got the news stories that had caught my eyes um, prepared. Then two things happened. This was the first of them. Um, I, over the years, have been um, uh, critical of Jamie Jaster. Um, Critical for his adverts and some of the adverts that that he accepts. Um, And I've also been just generally critical uh, of his podcast um and i was listening to the most recent one that he released um which was the final interview with trevor sternard um of the black dahlia murder who uh, the interview was in january um he committed suicide uh, recently and hence that podcast hadn't come out and he was basically waiting for it to come out um, and I thought I'd give it a listen because I'm kind of like dipping in and out of the Jaster podcast. Um, and in the intro, um, Jamie Jaster um, delivers a level of self-awareness that I think is, A, I didn't think he was capable of, but B, I think he's admirable. Um, and I've given him a hard time over the years. Not that I, you know, not that he knows about it, about me. Pfft, not at all. But... I feel like I'd be pretty much a dick if I, you know, have a go at somebody for various, you know, perceived offences <laughs> in my in my world, um, or just critical in general, or just snidely taking the piss. But when that person does something cool that is worthy of note and should be respected, then surely it behooves me to to do that. Otherwise, I'm I'm just a fucking I'm just a dick, right? I'm just throwing stones and then when someone does something cool don't say about it well no so basically there is a there's an introduction to the episode where Jamie explains 
why it's taken so long to get this that particular episode out and um and he also talks about grief and he kind of puts forward a um a theory about grief and he was worried about what might happen to people listening to the podcast and he catches himself while he's doing that and then says but by the same token when you're grieving it's very difficult hearing you know people say what you should and shouldn't do so just feel what you need to feel you know and um it was it was touching i'm going to use that word it was touching it was somebody who himself is still struggling with the loss of a close friend said trevor and um uh, and i found it um really really well thought out uh, compassionate and I haven't listened to the whole interview yet. I mean, it's great. It's it's it's, it's pretty funny so far. Um, but you know what? That that intro, that intro, really just kind of took me by surprise. And there were very very wise words as regards grief. And it would be wrong of me not to tip my hat to the man um, for doing something very cool. And it was very cool. So I made a note where I make my notes in my phone saying classy Jasta. Um, and then not long after that, I made a note in my notes. <laughs> where else am I going to put a note? Um, saying not classy Coke. Now, some of you may have become aware of the Facebook phenomenon that was uh, Coke Finlay, the main man behind Virus, um, who I know very well, have done for many, many years. Um, and basically, there was a status on Facebook, which, uh, frankly, was so horrific on their band page, somebody sent it to me. Um, and I-, I couldn't quite believe what I was reading. So I'm going to read it to you now. This is the beginning of the story, by the way. Um, Some of you may or may not know this could possibly be our last gig as a band. This is also attached to a picture of a poster um, of a show they're playing with Heathen. I'm very disappointed, disillusioned and angry with a lack of interest shown in the band by festival promoters, gig promoters, bookers and tour agents. If you want us to continue as a band, you need to get your fingers out of your brown spots and book us up. The thrash scene is littered with bands that are far inferior to us, get it, uh, getting festivals and tours. We've had the worst run of bad luck of any, um, any band could have a nightmare about. You sit and wonder why I should bother after being rejected from many, uh, from major festivals time after time, given some pitiful excuse why they can't book us, why we can't get tours abroad, why we can't even get something, someone to organise a UK tour for us only to get it cock-blocked by something out of our control. If there, is, um, if there is any major booker out there willing to take us on their books, now is the time to get in touch with us. Otherwise, virus will never be seen on, the sh- on these shores again. What with record companies promising so much and delivering fuck all, managers doing the same, spending thousands of pounds through the years just to keep this band going, then being left dead in the water. Do I at this moment want to do another album? The short answer is no. Do I want to waste my money on merch that isn't flying off the shelf? No. Do I want to be part of an industry full of bullshit and liars? Certainly not. Really don't want to stop playing thrash or playing as virus financially and and, uh, financially and um, substantially it's not really doable without help and we're getting none there is far too much hypocrisy in metal these days for me to be part of it 
if you um, if by some uh, miracle someone does read this who cares about a future for the band, get in touch. Quite frankly, the way fuckbook is, I doubt this will get out to enough people to make a difference. Coke Finlay. The irony of that final statement, quite frankly, the way face uh, the way fuckbook works, I doubt this will get enough people to make a difference. Boy, it got to a lot of people. Um, it made a big difference. It pretty much went viral. And the, the 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 part that most people took issue with, that I found quite jaw-dropping, um, was the, the thrash scene is littered with bands that are far inferior to us getting festivals and tours. I mean, and basically the, the whole tone of the thing, you know, it, it, we just completely lists everybody as being their fault. Festival promoters, gig promoters, bookers, tour agents... Um, and, um, and then, you know, there's a lot of other shit bands around. It was, to say it was ill-advised would be a massive understatement. It was a huge, huge fuck up. And, uh, Coke then got absolutely battered by comments. People were sharing it. People were sharing. I mean, people were just turning up for the comments. It went properly viral. Um, the next stage um was was kind of a kind of a climb down but kind of not it was again ill-advised the status wasn't deleted it was edited and links to songs from their last album were put on there and basically it was edited to kind of like oh (laughs) did you fall for that got your attention well here you go and that of course got another tidal wave of abuse because it was, again, the wrong thing to do. You know, when you're in a hole, stop digging. But no. Uh, Coke doubled down on his foolishness and edited the post. That, again, very, very bad idea. And then the post was deleted completely. Um, And this status um, went up yesterday. Um... As most of you are already aware, I posted what could have been the most stupid and disrespectful post on here last night. A post in which I called um, the up-and-coming bands in the thrash scene inferior to virus, which was obviously and understandably upset a lot of people. I'd like to take a moment to apologise to everybody um, this has offended and to explain myself a bit more. When I posted the status, I was drinking whilst being able to think about... um, whilst being able to think uh, about... Sorry, I do apologise, but the uh, screen just died on my phone. Um, when I posted the status, I was drinking whilst being able to think about nothing uh, but the up-and-coming bands that are getting amazing opportunities that we wish we were getting. The recent unfortunate passing of somebody very close to a fallen virus has affected us all greatly, and while this isn't an excuse, I do feel like I need to point uh, that out as the thing that has put me in a bad place leading to that post last night. For the record, I do not think that any bands are inferior to us, and I do not think that we deserve to be uh, handed all big opportunities on the plate. I understand we don't live in the 80s or 90s anymore, and it's a lot more difficult to make your way back up in the music industry, so please do understand that the post was purely my frustration and lack of understanding uh, that got out of hand due to drinking. I also just want to say that the future of UK thrash is in good hands with bands like Bangover, Tortured Demon, Blacklist, Riptide, Hellfected and Thrasher Wolf, and especially bands like Evile, Shrapnel, Divine 
Chaos and Gamma Bomb who are killing it live. It also makes me extremely proud to be seeing how well some of the bands we were in the same scene as back in the day, such as Onslaught, Zentrix and Acid Rain, are still doing now. I hope we can share the stage with all of these bands at some point in the future. I'm working on bettering myself and expanding my knowledge of the music industry with hopes that I can do the amazing things I'm seeing the younger generations of thrash bands doing. I am truly sorry, Coke Finlay. Now that is a fucking post. That is class. That is admitting you're wrong. Okay, one status late. The the edit was was a horrific idea. Um, almost as bad as the original post. But that is heartfelt. And it takes quite the bottle to admit that, you know, you're in a bad place and you've been drinking and that's when the status was posted. So for that, um, Coke deserves the utmost respect. You know, he, he, he fucked up massively. He then doubled down on his fuck up and then finally went, no, do you know what? It is a fuck up and he's held his hands up a little late, but he has done. Now, it has done a fair amount of damage already. Um, I think there's a lot of promoters read that um, and there was promoters in the comments saying, well, we're not going to book you now. Then there was also comments from promoters who, who felt they'd been dicked about by um, by Coke previously. Um, now, if any of you have been wondering why um, I haven't had somebody I've known for a very long time on the show to talk about their album, it's because... Uh, when our album came out, there was uh, one day I was um, admining Facebook and, you know, there was there was loads of really positive comments and everybody was being really nice saying, yeah, what a great return and all the rest of it. And lo and behold, Coke Finlay a virus appeared in the comments, basically telling everybody that our album is all right, but it's nowhere near as good as the virus album, which at that point had not been released. So there was no way of anybody even being able to, you know, compare the two and say he's talking shit or God damn it, he's right. Um, and that's why I haven't had Coke on the podcast because I thought it was classless. Um, and it's certainly not something I or anyone in the band at the time would have done to any other band. It's just, you just don't do it. You don't go onto other bands' pages and tell everybody in the comments how great your album is and it's much better than this album that you're all raving over. So, I mean, that's just a no. And I'd like to think that maybe that was a, a bit of drunk Facebooking as well. But that's why Coke hasn't been on here. And there is a, a history um, of, of bad decisions and bad social media that have occurred with Virus and with Coke over the last few months, the last year. Um, and there's a lot of blaming going on. You know, T-shirts are not selling, then, you know, fans are getting blamed. Oi, you lot, buy more shirts. It's not the way to go. Um, and whilst I completely admire the apology, the apology without changing, as many people put in the, in the comments, is manipulation. If you apologise and then just in, like, you know few weeks time we're back to square one then no one's learned any lessons and you know 
I just think, look, Coke, if you're listening, mate, I've known you all these years. I'm more than happy to have you come on the podcast and talk about the whole experience and how it made you feel, what you regret and the steps you're putting in place to make sure that these kind of things don't don't happen again and that you get the help that you admit you need. So, mate, if I can be part of helping you out and, you know, resetting the balance and certainly clearing the air between you and I, then it would be really cool to hear from you. So DM me, mate, and um, let's see if we can get you on the podcast. And um, I mean, you know, over the last couple of days, you must have been to hell and back. So I feel for you. And I know you're going through something um, and grief is a motherfucker. And combined with drinking too much, you know, either side of that as well, that's a horrible, horrible place to be. And if I can help in any way, then I will. So get in touch. That is the news section, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. That's that. That's all. That's all I got for you. It's a bit of a different, uh, yeah, bit of a different intro. But this is where I find myself. This these things needed saying. I needed to pay respect to Jasta. I needed to ex- explain my view on the on on the Coke scenario, and also, you know, kind of why one of our uh, contemporaries from back in the day hasn't been on the podcast uh, for their new album. So there you go. That brings us all up to date. Now, now, slightly, well, a lot more cheerful, a lot more cheerful, is the wonderful, wonderful Dave Ingram. Um, We had an awesome chat. Um, You're going to hear it. I don't know why I'm giving it that. I've just raised your expectations, haven't I now? So, okay, it's all right, you know. Um, but yeah, we, I, I really, really enjoyed doing this. Dave and I, um, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, actually. I need to get to the interview. And at this point, I usually forget. So I haven't this time, thank goodness. But if you want to, if you want to uh, listen to the interview and watch it, nip over to the uh, Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. And there you will be able to watch um, this interview that Dave Ingram and myself recorded not that long ago. The legend that is Dave Ingram. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers for having me. Oh, it's a, well, I was going to say it's an absolute pleasure, but I don't, I don't know yet, do I? I mean, you know. Well, we'll, we'll find out. It's an adventure <laughs> and a journey we'll take together. Yes, yeah. I mean, it started out cordially enough, but who, oh, who knows when it, you know, it's going to go tumbling downhill. This, this is beer number two for me today, so. Is cheers. Or, or maybe well, number three. Well, yeah. Cheers. This is about pint of water number nine in my in my okay. le- in my in my legionated pint glass. Don't, so. don't drink too much water. Uh, fish fucking it. Well, I'm not going to drink too much water for other reasons because otherwise okay. I'll be I'll be going to the toilet every ten minutes in this interview. Oh, I'm I'm 53. Give me give me ten minutes and I'll be on my way. So you've got it. Well, yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're 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 roughly around the same kind of vintage. So, um, okay. you know, oh, that's, uh, we, 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 yeah, we can compare like aching body parts. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I've, I've got this on my bloody arm. Like. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of weird. Have we, have, have our paths crossed over the years before? It's possible. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking the same thing today. Uh, like, have, have we crossed paths because of, uh, you know, obviously the acid rain and benediction back in the nineties, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking we we must have at some point, whether it's just at a gig, 
yeah. um, either you were playing in Brom or we were playing up around, around your way, which is uh, the north of England, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've lived in London for twenty odd years, but um, okay. yeah, we were, you know, back in the day, we were based mm. there, and yeah. and funnily enough, Birmingham has always been a. a I mean, I think it's a city that we've only we've only actually, I think we've only played twice. We played we played um, Edwards number eight years ago, supporting oh, wow. Rage. Nice. Um, oh no, no, it wasn't. It, no, it was Goldwins. Okay, Goldwins. Oh, yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's twenty five years since I've I'm, lived in in Birmingham. So right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in, yeah, I'm in Copenhagen now. So. Right, okay. Well, and, uh, and it's twenty five years since I've lived in Yorkshire. I'm in London. So yeah. <laughs> so 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 let's let's talk about places that we we don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was definitely 1989. Um, and then before it would have been uh, at the Mosley Centre in in like in Mosley. I know that one. Yeah, most, I used to go to raves there. Did I say that out loud? I said that out loud, yes. I used to go to raves there. Yeah. Back in the, um, the early 90s. Yeah. But I, I know, I know, um, I know Frank, Frank Healy, but I think I know, I, I, I think I know Frank from Sacrilege. Mm. So that's like, you know, there's, there's like a connection there. But other than that, we, we, yeah, we may we may have been in each other's orbits at some point. I think we were. There was there was some point. There's there's no way we wouldn't have been. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so look, as um, you know, how are things going? Because I know, I mean, uh, from a, from a recent interview that you did, I don't know how recent it was, but obviously we we were. I think we were both on the same episode of um, uh, Paul Waller's brilliant A Year in Horror podcast. Um, oh yeah that's right yeah 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 and and believe it or not we have something bizarrely in common which is um on our most recent album um there is a song called within the woods which is about the evil dead because, ah. because within the woods is the short film that sam raimi um, made yeah that's yeah. right yeah you're you're possibly the only person that i've ever spoken to in an interview <laughs> who would already know that yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just so in the habit of having to take, having to volunteer that information. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, yeah. but yes, uh, big Evil Dead fan right here. Um, yeah, and I'm and I said to Paul when we were talking about the Evil Dead a couple of episodes ago. Funnily enough, I said to him, "Do you know what? If push comes to shove, I'm putting on probably putting on Evil Dead Two as my 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 movie of choice in the trilogy." Yeah, yeah. I actually have a, a digital copy of it on my laptop, which I, I refuse to delete uh, <laughs> from it because um, I always want to go back to that one. But yeah. there's also, I mean, I, I do quite like the uh, uh, Army of Darkness as well. So I, I, I love the Army of Darkness. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, it holds a, a place in my heart through mm. going to the cinema with a bunch of mates because it was like, wow, we are going to see an Evil Dead movie at the cinema on the day it comes out. Oh wow! Okay, cool. You know, and cool. you're thinking like, I, I I never thought I'd see this, having been a kid who got a borrowed like dodgy video tape to see the first, you know, to see the first one because it was a video yeah. nasty. Yeah, yeah of know. course. Yeah, yeah, it's and nasty, then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <It was> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I mean, other than other than the tree scene, um, yeah. It, it's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, before we both get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are we are right there. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's, I, I, so what's your? I, I can't remember you, you, which 
what's your Evil Dead song called? It's, isn't it on the most recent it, it's, album? It's, yeah, it's uh, the, the sort of the, the title track. The album's called Scriptures. Yeah. The song's called Scriptures in Scarlet because obviously Books of Blood and uh, the, not, not the Books of Blood, that's, that's Clive Barker, but the, it was written in Dead. blood. The Necronomicon was written in blood. So yeah. and I just thought in human skin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. I thought um, Scriptures in Scarlet, what a, you know, but it's because it's, you know, I, I love the, the, the uh, alliteration Scriptures in Scarlet. And, yeah. and, and then we, the, it was Darren, the guitarist, said, uh, how about we just call the album Scriptures? And it was also the first song of the, the the new album that I wrote. It was the first one I, I chose just at random of all the, the music that they sent through. Um, so, yeah, it sort of stuck with me. It was the first one I wrote when I got back into the band. So, That's yeah. really cool. Uh, and it, it had to be about Evil Dead. And the thing is, years ago, uh, when Barney recorded the first album, Subconscious Terror, he did a song on there called Artifacted Irreligion which I think was about the Evil Dead as well. Right. So I sort of left it a while to, to do my thing. Uh, and obviously I was out of the band for 20 years or something. So, so I thought, okay, it's long enough now. I'll, I'll get it done. Yeah, that, that, that is very cool. That is very cool. And, and I, uh, I know all about not being in a band for 20 years, but um, of course you were busy in those intervening years. Um, you've, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a, a kind of, hodgepodge of a, a career you've got so much going on and you've, yeah. you've you know and you've done so much um that must be that must be incredibly rewarding it it can be both rewarding and um a pain in the ass at times simply because i i, I just have this inability to say no i'm too busy sorry and yeah. someone comes to me and says hey do you want to do this album yes yeah, I want to do it. Um, the answer's always yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I yeah, really yeah. should learn to say, I don't have the time. And yeah. the thing is, now with Benediction, I really don't have the time. Even some of the projects that I've I've got that have got the, they're on their third or fourth album or something. Um, I've had to sort of say, can we wait a bit? Um, so, yeah. I, I've got stuff that's uh, that was done during the pandemic, uh, during the the lockdowns. Um, and then there was new stuff that was just sort of thrown together really quickly. Um, for example, the stuff done during the lockdown was the hell frost and fire. And then it got, then because of the lockdown, it was delayed. Uh, I still haven't had my vinyl copies of that through yet. So we're waiting on that. Uh, obviously it's not the fault of the label, not, not at all. It's the, because uh, of COVID. Um, there's also the, the one thing that got thrown together was a, a band called Formaldehydist. And we did this one album. It's called, uh, the album's called Pickled, Pickled for Posterity. And most of the songs are about drinking beer or alcohol or booze, whatever. Um, and it's the vocalist, it's myself and uh, Mass Horlu, who's the guitarist in the Danish band Unagang. You can probably hear my dogs barking in the background. I apologize yeah. for that. Uh, that's all right, man. That's all right. They're, ob they're obviously big fans of that project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, was, and me and Mass, we've done a band before, a band called Desert Mouth, uh, years ago. Um, and yeah, we just found the tapes of that. It was in between Benediction and Bolt Thrower period when, when yeah. I, I'd left Benediction before I joined Bolt Thrower. And we did this one band, of did four songs, and we found the demo, the actual uh, DAT tape, the DAT tape. Oh, awesome. So, so we've, we've transferred it to digital. And I'm trying to get the guys to give permission to just release it online as digital. 
Yeah, but yeah. I think they want to. They, I think one of them wants to sell it. It's like, nah, it's twenty years old. No one's going to buy that. Just sell yeah. it. Uh, just, just give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, bit yeah. of fun. Right? Yeah, but, it is. It's one of those, and it? it's it's it, it's stick it on YouTube and say, there you go, yeah, guys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's what I'm going to do, but I'll need to talk to them first. I want to make sure they get permission for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, but as I was saying, yeah, the formaldehyde is this just this weird thing, and we were thinking about doing a second album, but Mass is really busy with Una Gang, uh, so he's not going to do it. So I've asked Cam Lee, and Cam said he's he's interested in that. So it'd be me oh, and Cam wow. Lee. Now, originally, me and Cam were going to do this album with uh, three vocalists, myself, Cam, and Carl Willits. Right. Yeah, Carl. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a, a project called Troikodon. But unfortunately, because of, obviously the pandemic stopped things from happening. Yeah. And then once that ended, um, we all started getting busy again. And we just had to say, there's no way our schedules will align so that we can get this done. Yeah. And it's not fair on people to keep saying it's coming soon, it's coming soon, and then it's not. Yeah. So, it's, so we pulled it. The thing is, it's also it's also unfair on on like a bunch of band members as well, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like yeah. you know, yes, there's people wanting to hear it, but there's also like people wanting to you know wanting to record it and release it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I think the music was used. Uh, some of the music that was that was written was used with another band because it was Roger Johansson and he's in about 85 million bands. <laughs> um, so it, it, like he's, his, he used the music for something else. And the thing is, there's a sort of like, I, I call it cross-pollination yeah. with, with Roger. Um, there was a, an album he wrote for another band. I'm not going to say who it was, but when he wrote it, it actually, he said himself, it didn't feel correct for that band and right. it went on to become the latest which it's being released about now uh, the new echelon album um open wide the adamantine gates right so which was when he played it to me he said do you think this is echelon and i was like that's exactly echelon and it's exactly not the band you had intended it to be right okay yeah, yeah. it does but it does happen sometimes doesn't it you know, oh yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's like yeah, you, you set out to create something and go like, oh, actually, hang on a second. Mm. Uh, yeah, th 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 this isn't, but it, but that is also, I think, is a great, it's a great thing to keep, like, you know, playing over in your mind, which is, because I don't know about you, I can, you know, I can procrastinate a fair amount. Mm. Um, and there's there's a lot to be said for just fucking get on with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just get on with it because it's like the old, look, you know, just leave the house. You'll you'll end up somewhere cool. But if you mm. don't leave the house and think about it, you definitely won't. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, 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 I, I, it, yeah, yeah. You just you just got to get the ball rolling, and and wherever it ends up is where it ends up. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I I mean you know lockdown has had huge effects on you know on on all of us in and and. Uh, you know, all of us listening, um, you know, being in bands or not, you know, everybody, everybody was affected. It was, um, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of, I, I don't know if you, I, last, last I heard you, you guys hadn't played any shows. Is that still the case? Oh, Benediction. Oh no, yeah. we've, we've been playing shows. Uh, we've Brilliant. had, uh, let's say it's been, how long has it been now? About four months or something. Right. Um, I, I don't. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if the audio is 
uh, cocking up right now. It, it no, sounds it's weird. Oh, it's fine for you. Okay. Because yeah. it just seems to be jumping over here. But uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, Benediction, we, we, about, it's about four months, I think. Uh, maybe three. It, it, it's because it's been sort of, there's been a weekend away. And then there was a, a time where it was like a, a week away. And um, this is actually the first weekend I've had at home for about a month. Wow, um, right, okay. Uh, and I, I sort of, I, I do like my weekends at home because I can sit and relax with a beer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the family and everything. And and then there's, um, uh, next week we got some shows at the weekend. Uh, and I think, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's quite uh, erratic at times yeah. and there, there's no um there's there's no we we have this schedule but then we have to sort of worry about flights and are they going to get cancelled and yeah so yeah we, we had the equipment lost by uh lufthansa thanks very fucking much um <laughs> uh but okay eventually we got it back but you know it was still a pain in the fucking ass uh, yeah yeah that, so. well also the thing is it's like you know you tend to need your gear it's kind of handy if well, someone yeah. doesn't lose it yeah uh, but i mean luckily we we got some couple of older guitars um and there were two gigs we did we had no merch because that was lost as well and no backdrop so you know those are the last two gigs that we played and we had old guitars that we were you know crossing our fingers the strings didn't break because we didn't have a spare because we only had two so I mean, it was kind of a nightmare, but we, we got through it. We, we blundered on. So, uh, but I, 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 anyway. I know where you're coming from, though, with these with these kind of like sporadic shows and, and just the issues that you've talked about there. Just imagine just imagine if you're on like a six week trek. Yeah. You know, that's that's no fucking joke. No, no, not at all. Yeah. No. You know, because if you like you say, you know, your stuff goes missing, you know, your gear goes missing for like five weeks or whatever. Well, like, yeah, that that is a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we 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 had it missing for uh, two weeks, and it was while we were waiting at the airport for the drummer to turn up at the the, the last couple of shows. Uh, they got a phone calls saying, "Oh, your guitars are here." It's like, well, no good. We're in you know Slovenia. <laughs> you know, it's great you found them, and they're in London, but you yeah. know, we're not there to get them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, it's yeah, you know, the the way things are at the moment with a with a with a with a you know a full like six eight week tour whatever mm. you know you're 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 a you're one bad tour away from being bankrupt basically yeah exactly and like the not or, this or, or band corrupt if i may uh, yes well, <laughs> you may not actually yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but no, i mean there's there, there was uh, a couple of gigs uh, prior uh, the weekend before we did like three shows in a row um and i got bronchitis and that was on the monday it sort Ow. of kicked off um Ow. so uh, during the week i was like i was like unable to breathe properly i was coughing and i was like there's no way i'm gonna do these three shows yeah and then it, it got to a point where i just had to go we couldn't cancel them because like you say, you know, it would have been financially yeah, bad for yes. us. So yeah. uh, I went and did them. And I think after the first show, I'm, I must have shouted it out of me. The bronchitis moved. But since then, I've had the biggest goddamn head cold I've ever had in my life. I've still got it now. Like, my voice doesn't normally sound this crap. 
So uh, yeah, that's 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 bizarre because it's. Uh, I mean, presumably it was like it wasn't COVID at any point. No, no, I was tested everything. Nothing. Yeah, but that's the that is the that's the constant fear um, of. <laughs> Sorry, oh, carry on. Lord, uh, yeah, that looks like a nice beer. Um, it's Bro- Brooklyn, one of my favourite breweries. So. Um, that, but that, that's one of the things about about being a singer. I know I, I know some are absolutely fine with it. Um, me myself, it's always in the back of my mind that that constantly don't want to be ill. Yeah. How does my throat feel? Because because ultimately we can cancel a show. You know. Yeah. Just 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 us. You know. Yeah. And and. That's that for me. Just puts that. That's a lot of weight to to walk around with, you know. And I I do find myself totally overthinking how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I do that a lot as well. Like, um, oh, is, is that a, a tickle in my throat? Is that yeah. blah blah? Yeah, I get. I I do that myself. Um, but uh, and uh, back when I was a little younger, uh, okay, a lot younger. Um, <laughs> I'd sort of say, oh, I'll just kill it with beer. But even now, I'm noticing if I drink too much yeah. Uh, yeah. after a gig or something, it affects me the next day. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it just it just it just dehydrates you and drives. Yeah, and, and it, it, it it never used to do that. It never yeah. used to do that. So, and even now, I can sort of drink three pints of water before I go to bed after a gig. Doesn't matter. It's still going to screw up my throat. So yeah. I have to be careful. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and but it's it's true. But again, it's like you know, it's it's a muscle, you know, it's 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 a muscle that you you look you're constantly, you know, you having to work out, you having to warm up, you having to warm down, yeah. you having to look after it. Um, and it it is one of the it's like it is one of the drawbacks of being the front man. Yes, it's great being a front man, being out the front, and you know, wow, mm. yeah, great. That's why we do it. Got to be yeah. honest, you know, got to be honest. That's why we do it. But yeah. by, but it's like everything. There's always a price to pay. Yeah, yeah, know? there is, there is. But, uh, but and I, I, it's, I, to me, it sort of weighs out. You, you, you get the, um, you have the, 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 the recognition, you know. Yes. Because people will say to me like, "Oh, hi, Dave. Say hello to uh, your guitarist," because they won't know his name, but they'll know yeah. mine. Yes. And and yeah. And I do feel sorry for the rest of the band, but I think, although with Benediction, we we have, it was the bass player, Dan, he he, he put it so succinctly that the one day, and just before we went on stage, we were chatting about, you know, what we we're going to do and, uh, you know, have a bit of a laugh. And he said, oh, the Benediction pantomime starts all over again. And <laughs> and, and honestly, it can be quite a bit of a pantomime because we do have fun when we, we're, we're up on stage. And I, I would say that the... It, it sort of makes the band a bit larger in than life. Yeah. Uh, so, so people do remember uh, the, the band names. Yes. And we're obviously making fun of Gio because he's Italian. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> n- nothing against Italians except Gio. So, um, <laughs> well, I, well, look, you know, I've done, I, you know, I've, I've done over 20 years in, in stand-up comedy. And um, so... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, basically oh, great. I love so, stand-up comedy. Ah, uh, well, have uh, 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 you got stuff on YouTube? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, oh. I basically I do a I do a a character called Keith Platt, who's a, a professional Yorkshireman, 
Um, and I've been doing that for over 15 years, but I did like 10 years uh, straight stand up as me before that. Mm. I mean, that's pre YouTube for fuck's sake. How old am I? Um, and, um, uh, and, um, but yeah, so basically when the band, when the band split in, in 91, I just moved to London. That's why I moved to London to start doing stand up, and I'm, um, and I'm still down here. And then, you know, the band came back in 2015 with, with, with just me, we tried to reform, but that didn't happen. And it ended up, I just thought, well, fuck it. Let's, let's get, get some new guys in and do it. Um, but yeah, I I I know I know exactly what you mean. I think, and I think it's um, it's disarming, um, and it's very hard for people not to get some kind of enjoyment out of your performance mm. if you're clearly enjoying yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It takes yeah. a special kind of cunt to stand there, <laughs> <laughs> to stand there, stony faced in front of a people who are all having fun, and oh, so's everybody around them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes, yes. you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, you just got to win, you got to win people over slowly, but surely. And I, mm. and, you know, and I, I love that feeling, mm. you know, I really, I really, really do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's be, being out front and, and, and kind of being that, I, in fact, our old guitarist put it really well. He's like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I've done play guitar and, and sung before and never doing that again. And I was okay. like, why is that? And he put it rather succinctly, as you were saying earlier, he put it rather succinctly. He said, because if this plane goes down, I'm the fucking pilot. Right, That's okay. It. He said like, no, you're, you, you go sit up front in the cockpit. Okay. And like, you know, you hit the ground first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I get that. I get mm. that, you know? Um, but it, it's, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way, but it's, it's yeah. so different to yeah, stand yeah. up. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as, you know, I was asked quite recently, you know, what, what would you say is the major difference? And the major difference is that as a stand up, you get appreciation. Being in a band, it's adulation. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's well said. I like that. Yeah. It, it, I like it, that. It, you know, because everybody's been funny at some point. Mm. So just because you're funny for like an hour or whatever, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. But we've, you know, we've all told a joke now and, you know, been a laugh. I've, everyone's told a story, held the corner of a room, you know, in the palm of the hand, whatever, mm. at some point. So it's, yeah, yeah. so it's, so it's, an, it's a recognizable skill. And yeah. then, and then that same person goes to a gig and goes, wow, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Because yeah. as a singer, you as a comedian, you just make people laugh. And I'm not putting that down. I'm not saying that's not a thing, mm. but that is all you do. Yeah. But in a band, you can trigger memories from a from childhood. You can bring back emotions people had forgotten. That's yeah. powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a religious person, but if I was, I would say, you know, you, you touch people's souls. Mm. You know, you emotionally engage with them. Whereas stand up, it's just like, yeah, you know, I had a laugh. And well, proof of the pudding is anyone who says, oh, yeah, I was at a comedy club the other night. Yeah, it was really great. Oh, who was on? Uh, oh, I don't know. Mm. You know. I mean, like, no one goes to a band, no one buys, you know, no one goes to a gig and goes, yeah, I'll buy a ticket on the door. Who's playing? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just totally different. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'd look, I, tangent 
complete tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm in London. That's why I came to London. Denmark was it? Was it? Was it love? Was it work? What was the move about? It, it was love. Uh, yeah. Ninety-five. Benediction were on tour with uh, the band Death. Um, wow. That's let's let, let's just let's just take a pause for a <laughs> second there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's more amazing. Death were actually fucking on tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or uh, you know, yeah, you you bumped into your future partner. Yeah, uh, well, we, we were out with, with them and... Um, and Gene was... Hang on, it's coming back to me now because... Yeah, I'm, Gene Hoglan was drumming at the time. And I'm, yeah. and, and I'm, like, big friends with Gene from touring with him back in the day. And yeah. I remember saying him telling me on an episode back, back, back yeah. that um, his relationship with Chuck was brilliant yeah. until it wasn't. Uh-huh. And, and the last three weeks of being in the band were an absolute pain. And all he did was spend his time on Benediction's tour bus, smoking dope with, with Benediction. Yeah. Um, um, uh, it wasn't me, Mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, no, yeah. My, my mum passed away like 10 years ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, but no, uh, but no, you're absolutely correct there. It, it was, yeah, he, he did spend a lot of time on, on our tour bus. Um, uh, but uh, my, my, experience with chuck was that he was one of the nicest guys he was very mellow very chill very relaxed um yeah i hear this so, i, I mean this. everyone has their you know downsides but i, I never saw it with him personally yeah so, but i wasn't in the band with him so oh when we, we we all know yeah yeah it's like you look at someone's relationship and it looks mm. great yeah. <laughs> you know and you, you don't realize what goes on behind closed doors yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah. But no, we, we, we came here to Copenhagen and we, we yeah. played this uh, show in a place called uh, Pumpehuse here in Copenhagen. And yeah. um, played it, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a great venue. Great venue. Um, and then it was uh, my future wife was was there and we got to know each other and said hello. And uh, we stayed in touch afterwards. Yeah. And I eventually, you know, we were in a relationship, a long distance thing. And we said, well, one of us is going to move. So who's it going to be? And I said, yeah, it'll be me. And I, I moved over and it's the best thing I've ever done was move to Denmark. Yeah. That's especially, been... especially right now with what's going on in England. Sorry, England, but you're all fucked. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? I'd like the thing is that story you've just told to people hearing that now is like, yeah, yeah, cool. I know some people who do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the perspective of the fact that that's 25 years ago, I think gets lost because mm. now it, 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 it's, it's not as big a deal as it would have been 25 years ago because we have these incredible ways of, you know, these, all this communication and, 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 and everything else. But, you know, 25 years ago, being in a band, you were in the same town, ta- you had to be in the same fucking room as your band if anything was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it 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 didn't make life difficult, uh, at least today. Uh, it, it doesn't make life difficult because obviously the internet. Yes. Um, I remember when when I, I came over here to Copenhagen to visit, and Benediction were writing the album Grind Bastard, and uh, the one day uh, I'd given them the address of where I was, which was actually this apartment, um, and one day a, a cassette tape came through the door. And it was all the new songs, rehearsal recording. Wow. Uh, and um, 
we we it, it, I had to sort of listen to it and then sit like my at my my wife. Well, she was going to be my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. She was going out to work, so in the daytime I was sort of sitting writing lyrics and listening to this cassette. And uh, I mean, it was bloody awful. It was a you know recorded in a, a yeah. rehearsal room. You know how bad those things were. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the the worst thing about those is whatever any ideas you've got, if you try and sing along. It doesn't matter how loud it is, you can't get the fucking rhythm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I think it was like, the, there was about five or six tracks that they sent through, which I wrote while I was here. And then as soon as I got back, I was singing those. And yeah, it, it, it worked, we, we got it done. Uh, but obviously this day, this day and age, it's the internet. Yeah. And I've always said this to bands, the internet is a perfect tool for communicating and for um, promotion. Uh, for example, for example, the guy that I, I do a lot of bands with, Roger Johansson, I think I've done, uh, let me just count, see if I can count in my head. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've, I've done about 10 albums with him. Wow, now. right. 10 albums with him. I've never met him. We have <laughs> never been in the same room. That's amazing. It's all done online. Never. Never, never met him. Now, never, ever once. Now, and that's, it's like almost 10 years I've been working with him. Now, the weird thing is, if you're me, right, to me, that's that, the way I would do that is like, right, now, I, I never want to meet him. Do you know, we can't break, we, we can't break the, you know, the run. Uh, the fourth wall or whatever it is. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, I've reached the age of 52 and I've never been to an Ikea. Right. And I'm like, do you know what? <laughs> it's never fucking happening. I'm never okay. breaking that run. OK, <laughs> you know? I, I, I have. I mean, I live in Denmark, so we, we get. Them oh, you've got no there. choice. It's like yeah, McDonald's, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, like, oh, uh, you know, you know, trip over a paving slab on the street and suddenly you're inside Ikea. Like, what? Uh, yeah. Ikea. Yeah. You yeah. have no choice. Yeah. No choice in it. No. Yeah. But um, no, uh, uh, but I, I understand when you say like after so long, not meeting him. Well, I'd like to. Yes. Um, I yeah. really would like to, because um, we need to have a proper photo shoot rather than Photoshop crap. Yeah, we need a proper photo shoot together. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, unless unless it was complete previously, it was out there already. Um, there's people listening to this going, "What? You mean those pictures that I've been looking at? <laughs> He's not yeah. even bloody there." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, it, but it is, it is, it's, it is the perfect tool. I mean, especially, I mean, I mean, you know, the, uh, our band is, you know, not as spread apart as you, but I've got, you know, guitarist in Wales, bass player in London, drummer in Newcastle, singer in London. We, we, we had a guitarist in Exeter. So it, it like, you know, you, you just stretched all over. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're gonna have a band meeting, it's gonna be it's gonna be on Zoom, isn't it? It's gonna be on the internet. Yeah. Well, we, we benediction. We have like a, a WhatsApp thread for you know all of us, and we just do yeah drop things in and yeah same um, here. Uh, you know, occasional insults and we're like, oh, we found a meme that that's funny because it makes fun of Italians. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Happy birthdays as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it 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 works. Um, and I've I've like I say. The internet and the connection for, for the, it's worldwide, and I, I love that. I mean, yeah. I, I also remember 
having to to write to people and sending letters and waiting a week before you get a reply. Yeah. And now it's instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, to me, it's still amazing. It still amazes me that, that we can do all this. Um, yeah. And there are those 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 pesky kids out there who uh, who can't believe that we did all that, and you know, or that we tape traded, or that there was. Um, uh, I don't know, this, this long delay, that there was no direct yeah. connection. Well, I find it, I find it amazing that um, the, the one thing that always amazes kids, if they you know, if we get talking about pre-internet years and all the rest of it, is the fact that we used to, we used to arrange a time and day to meet someone somewhere and then just, and just turn up. Yeah. You know, and not message each other 50 times, like, you know, the few yeah. hours beforehand or anything. no 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 we just made an arrangement and stuck to it but what if something happened and you couldn't make it it's like well no you 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 made it you 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 went that's it that's, yeah exactly exactly yeah. they're plans that's that's yeah. you know and and that's that was the concept of plans back then as opposed to changing plans every 15 minutes yes uh that that's that's a um a real uh, uh what, what's the, the word? pet hate of mine when plans get changed last minute hey. yeah well and well and the other one is uh, and I've, I've said this on the podcast before so i apologize to regular listeners but a friend of mine um who's um uh one of his friend's children um who's quite young and and the great thing is, is like he's in his mid-30s so he's young to me and you but um one of his mate's kids asked him um, if Facebook was in black and white when he was a child. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I just think nice. is just a brilliant child question. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah, just conflating the two sort of, you know, black and white being old and, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but I had no. a black and white TV when I was a kid. We had a black and white TV at home. Uh, yeah, I, d I, don't, I don't remember having... Um, I don't remember having a black and white TV, but I th but I, I think we did. I remember the I remember the first thing we got with a remote control and thinking it was awesome. And of course, you yeah. look back now and it's, it it wasn't a remote remote control because it was on a fucking cable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and people would trip over it all the time and you know drag the video recorder across the across the floor. Yeah. Um, but there but was also the the earlier remote controls that made a, a really loud clack sound. Yeah. And if you actually yeah. just clapped your hands you could jump channels <laughs> if you, you clapped your hands loud enough it would jump channels so i remember that as well yeah uh, I, for, I, for me it was like a black and white tv and we watched i remember watching doctor who because i'm a huge doctor who fan i mean fucking obviously yeah. yeah um um and we were watching doctor who it was john pertwee and that was in color it was the first one of the first tv shows in color on bbc wow and i, I kept saying to my mom and dad we need a color tv and they yeah. went and bought one. And I remember watching, I can vividly remember watching the very first episode in colour and just being absolutely floored by yeah. watching it. Right. It was yeah. amazing. One of those, yeah. you know, um, crystallisation moments that will always stick with you. And that was one for me. Well, especially um, when it's something that you love and you've seen yeah, it in yeah. black and white, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden seeing it in colour is just like, that's like, this thing I love just got yeah. amazingly even more amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, and for anybody who's, uh, who's just, um, listen, just 
jumped into the podcast at this point. Um, this is Dave Ingram and Howard Smith talking about electronics from the 1970s. Um, <laughs> if you thought it was going to be any way about music or bands, uh, no, we're... Uh, we're and if we're... you have just got here, uh, you're late. Have you brought a note? <laughs> to be fair, we were both fucking late. Yeah, well, we were both late. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I didn't have a note, but I I, I had a beer. So yeah, yeah. So look, when when did um you know for those that don't know, you do um you do an an online um radio show. Um, yes, uh, it's called Metal Breakfast Radio. Um, what happened with it right now? Because of being busy with Benediction, I've put it on hiatus for the for the time being. Right. Um, it used to have. Uh, a web hotel with every episode uploaded to it that people could get. And there was a website that like, people could go and use the links and blah, blah. Uh, right now, there's only a select amount of episodes available on a website called radiofreesatan.com. That's the only place that has it uh, right now. Uh, it's a, it's a, a sort of a, a podcast a website for, and, and a sort of a channel yeah, uh, so to speak, uh, which is for Satanists run by Satanists, members of the Church of Satan, which I am one of. Um, I'm a, a priest in the Church of Satan. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that right now, that's the only um, uh, the only place you can find episodes of our show. Uh, I've put it on hold for the time being because uh, so busy with Benediction. And yeah, uh, in fact, I think not next week, but the week after. One of the co-hosts of the show is coming around. We're going to come around here. My wife's away in London with my son. Um, we, I've got the, the co-host coming around. We're just going to sit and have a few drinks and chat about what, what's going to happen with the, the future of the show. Um, I think we're going to sort of kick it off again about the new year to 23. So Yeah. We'll That's see how it goes. Uh, th look, that all sounds great, but something in there I, that I've got to pick up on and, uh, and, right. and, and, and pick a little bit further is priest in the church uh, a priest in the satanic church that is um in the church of satan yeah yeah so what 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 does that entail what kind of what kind of beliefs do, do, does it espouse uh well none uh, basically uh it's an <laughs> it's an it's an atheistic religion uh, right, usually yeah. i i would say to people if you've got any questions about the church of satan and the religion of satanism visit churchofsatan.com and go to the uh, FAQ, the Frequently Asked Questions, and believe me, every question you've got is right. right. It's been answered because right. we, we get it a lot. Right, okay. Yeah. So thank you yeah. thank you for um, diverting mm. that section of the interview. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's not so much that. It's just that I, I always say that. Yes, um, yeah, but, yeah. But what does it entail to be a, a, a priest in the Church of Satan? It doesn't entail anything. It's a, it's a title. Um, it's right. to sort of um, there are different levels, uh, different titles, and um, you get given them over the, over time for your um, real world uh, accomplishments and right. what you've done, um, and uh, and like obviously music, bands, um, and it also is to sort of your your understanding of the satanic philosophy and what it means to you and um, how you apply it to your everyday life right so and usually that's about as well that is about as much as i give because because yeah yeah uh, I, uh, when i start to uh, talk about it um people will then write to me and say so tell me more it's like no 
learn about it yourself. Because that, that's the, yes. the one yes. key thing of this philosophy is study, not worship. So yeah. basically what that means is for, for, for all the people asking about it, look it up yourself. Go to the source, churchofsatan.com. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I understand that because if, as you've already said, it's, it's, it's very much about, it's a very much, by the sound of it, a very much about a real world religion. If, yeah. you want to, if you even want to call it a religion, mm. but by the same, so if somebody questions you, they're going to get what it means to you and your version of it. No. And what they need to do is go and uh, well, they go need to, to the source. They're not going to get my version of it because there's only right. one version of it, which is Satanism oh, right. codified in 1966 by Anton LaVey. Um, but th if they have their version of it, which may be incorrect. Yes. Then right. they should go to churchofsatan.com. Yeah. Read, read the questions. There's, there's so much literature there that they can uh, read. Uh, and it's available for free online so that the people don't get confused. And um, Cause yeah, I mean, obviously we, we, we do get asked why call it Satanism? Um, and well, why not? Yeah, um, it, it, it obviously keeps the riffraff away, <laughs> to be quite honest. It really does. So that, 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 that's one thing. But uh, and, and Satanism, it, it's why Satan? Um, uh, it's because Satan is the, the accuser, the opponent, the adversary. And we are opponents to spiritual religion because it does not do good for people. It sort of yeah. denies all the fun in life. So, yes yeah 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 so, yeah it, it's so it's it's uh, it's crowd control yeah bingo crowd control like that that that's a nice way of saying it i like that i should remember that one thank you mate <laughs> no my, my pleasure mate my pleasure um that, well that i mean that's that's absolutely fascinating it really is i mean i'm in yeah, i'm an atheist myself um to the extent that i have atheist tattoos um which which always come in useful should somebody try and knock on my door and sell me a bible um they instantly whip one of the tattoos out yeah oh yeah. oh that's interesting what's that it's an atheist tattoo mm. oh really is it do you have any tattoos no i'll tell you what come back when you're as committed to your beliefs as i am to mine uh, yeah, nice you know? I like that. Well, I, 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 do you know what i think part of me was that was the entire reason i got it done because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, i get people knocking on the door a lot um mm. Uh, which again is not something that happens um, with Satanists. No, no, that's it. We 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 do not proselytize. We do not go out and uh, force religion down our religion down people's throats. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, if anyone wants to sort of see that that type of thing, follow Church of Satan on Twitter, because they have a very good Twitter account. Yeah, the, I bet. The, the people behind it, uh, they know their stuff and they are, it, it's quite entertaining. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I really quite, can. Quite entertaining. Um, yeah. Can I ask, is it okay if we hold a, a, a two minute break? Yeah, absolutely. Because I've, I've a lot of that. And yeah, it, yeah, no, 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 no worries. I need to I'm... make some room for it if you, if you get my gist. Get your absolute gist. Yeah. Yeah. So. I want to go right back to Dave Ingram, um, teenager, here's, here's who for the first time and goes, right, 
I I need to get involved. There's there's something in me that I don't. I'm not just a fan of this music. I've got to get inside it and make my own. Wow. Okay. Uh, I can go back even further, actually, just to. Oh, good. Now do set set a preference there. Precedence, actually, not preference, but pre- uh, whatever. <laughs> I've been drinking. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Um, Pre- president, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was seven, seven oh, years wow. old. Right. Uh, okay. And. I heard my sister played for me uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, the album. Right. It, was, it was pretty, pretty. I think it was just out. And as soon as that riff kicked in, and I, that was it. It was one of those, you know, that scene in The Simpsons where Homer hears something and it's sort of like all, ding, 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 all this weird sort of acid trip around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. for me. It was that crystalline moment. And I knew that, that this heavy music was going to be part of my life. Um, so, so that was it. And I think it was, again, later on with Sabbath, um, the later albums, still with Ozzy and then also with, with Dio as well. And obviously with uh, Gillen, because uh, the, the Born Again album with Ian Gillen on vocals uh, is my second favourite Black Sabbath album. So, Yeah, and, uh, and to use a modern parlance, a lot of people are sleeping on that album. Yes, they will be sleeping on it, uh, but I'm sure that they'll re-release it. And I think since... Ronnie's Dio's past. Uh, Ozzy doesn't want to do Sabbath anymore. It might be a good idea for if, if Iommi and, and, and Butler want to go out there and do Born Again. That would be great. Let's go wow. out there and play that because they wow, could also add a, a shout. They could do a few uh, purple numbers as well. Because uh, I remember yeah. they, they, they played at uh, Reading Festival and they did uh, Smoke on the Water like, uh, as one of the songs. It's like available. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was released uh, online. It was it's amazing. Um, Black Sabbath playing "Smoke on the Water," you, you, like that that riff played by Tony Iommi. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like it tears a hole in the space time continuum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so there's mm. a hole in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Boom. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, um, and it was around about sort of yeah, born again time, and there was also. Uh, a little before that was um, Peace of Mind by Iron Maiden yeah. and uh, Power Slave as well. And I was like, I, I, I need to be doing this and not yeah. just sort of listening to it. And so I remember it I, I, I went Power to... Power Slave for me as well. And, and yeah. Power Slave for me and Life After Death as well. Because you like yeah. that was the first time I'd seen a big live show. And you just think, yeah. fucking yeah. hell, how much fun are they having? Exactly, exactly. And it was 1980. Was it 82 or 83? I can't remember. Um, I saw Rainbow. Um, it was my first metal gig. Because um, I'd, I'd seen other bands before, like Steel I Span and whatever, when I was very young. Uh, we, were, we won't talk about that, even though I just did. Um, <laughs> but I saw Rainbow supported by Lita Ford. Uh, and I was there with my stepbrother. And he was in the army at the time. And we got to the gig quite late. We'd been to a beer festival before. Uh, typical. And we, we got to the gig late. So he pulls out his army pass and uh, he says, like, grab hold of me back. And he just pushes his way through the crowd going, excuse me, excuse me. Brilliant. People move out of the way. And we were Brilliant. right at the front. <laughs> Honestly, how we did not get stabbed, I do not know. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, yeah, uh, when we got down the front and he, he turned to me and he said, uh, it was when Lita Ford came out and the, the bass player he pointed to the bass player and he says, like, that could be you in years time because at the time i was trying to learn the bass that yeah. played the bass guitar um and uh when we we played at uh, copenhagen and 
uh, we, we played a bunch of shows uh, recently and I, I sent photos to him. I texted him and I said, like, you were right, you know. I, I did manage to do all this. It's uh, brilliant. It's like that's, a nice uh, nice yes. circle to get through. Yeah, but so yeah, that, that's what it was. It was around then. So you were right about a teen, being a teenager, wanting to, to, to get up on stage and strut my funky stuff and, and be a hooer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, look, we're, we, you know, we're ashamed egotists, that, you know, unashamed egotists, unapologetic egotists. I mean, Christ, yeah. I, I do stand up as well. It's like, no, 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 I don't even want a band around me. I need all the attention. <laughs> but, um, but, but, uh, talking about paying a price earlier, that is also a price you pay because when mm. you come off stage, yeah, and you're buzzing out, buzzing your tits off, no one wants to fucking hear it. No. One. no. No. because it's a bunch of other comedians who've already played they're in there talking about like you know going on holiday or whatever and you come off stage going Wah! and they're like yeah oh, yeah yeah anyway uh, mm. uh and, and there's no one to bounce off there's no one to you know to talk to in the dressing room oh what in that bit and you know, nope none of that yeah so there's always a price to pay yeah but um but i i i identify with the what you were saying as well about about that the music about that kind of like that that sort of acid trip effect where it's just like, I, I love this music so mm. much. I want, I want to climb inside it and walk around. I want to, you know, I want to just be, I want it to be part of me. I want to be part of it. And just, just listening is not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of people who, who love, who love bands forget that all of us in bands we're just fans. We're just super fans. That's and that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. You know? we, we we we've we've been there and we've had all the joy from what the bands have given us in the past. And for me, I've just wanted to get out there and do exactly the same thing. Yes. Right. Because because yeah. I I mean I was listening to like I, I just said trying to learn the bass guitar and I was trying to emulate Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. And, yeah. and please don't laugh, but Joey DeMeo from Manowar. But I refuse I'm, I'm to wear not, leather I'm, chaps. I'm going to try not to laugh. but right. uh, No I mean, leather chaps. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. But it's just that, that the, honestly, the because I, I, I had a, a few uh, Rickenbacker bass guitars. I, I loved them, obviously, as well with uh, Lemmy. Uh, yeah. God. But... Um, yeah, well, so I, 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 I was totally into the, the that Rickenbacker sound, and what what Joey DeMaio did was amazing. I thought like he could play it like it was a guitar, and I wanted yeah. to try and emulate that. Um, and I was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking terrible. So I became a singer. So. Well, um, do you know what? Yes, again, our stories are quite similar. Yes, I did. I did try and learn the bass. I did have um, bass lessons. Um, I then tried to do bass and vocals and realized that that's probably a bad idea if you can't pay bass in the first place yeah. to then try and do vocals as well. But by that point, I just wanted to be Tom Araya, you know, yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a four foot, you know, about a four foot nine, 16 year old white kid. That was probably a, a stupid idea. But mm. um, it, it, so, yeah, the bass. Pff, yeah, I just did. Yeah. 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 Singing. That would do. Yeah, because the, the band I was in prior to Benediction uh, as the bass player and I did sort of some backing vocals and people would say to me, your, your backing vocals are actually better than the singers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, well, don't tell him that. 
but then he went away he, he went away for like a, a year he traveled around europe and during that time uh, we had a few gigs and i took over doing bass and singing and i found i could do one pretty good and the other very good but i couldn't do them together right uh, there was, there was yeah. no way you know, I, it's, it's, yeah. you know i was no Same good at multitasking so yeah yeah and it's kind of i mean i literally you know the whole bass guitar i was already in the band at that point Mm. but for me it was like well yeah i can't i can't play any instruments um i mean you know years later i would find out that i had adhd which of course you know i couldn't apply myself to learning Mm. an instrument basically right um and to this day i can't apply myself to anything that i don't have a um uh, a, a natural um kind of gift or leaning towards do you know right if I, if I do something for the first time and it was like oh yeah i, I, I you know i've got a knack for this mm. i'll i'll work at it if i try something and it's like it's like oh no fuck this i'm never doing this again <laughs> <laughs> you know I, because i just can't it's but anyway back then it was kind of a case of like yeah i'm not going to play an instrument so okay so it's it's vocals well i was in the school choir I mean, I, you know, I can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll g- give it a whirl. Yeah. And, um, I, and yeah, that's, that's how it all started. And funnily enough, one of our first ever songs that we ever did was a cover version of, of Hungry for Heaven by Dio. Okay. Um, he, and he was an absolute, he was a hero for me. Obviously, short guy. Um, yeah. but, it, but he just had this, like, this humongous voice. Yeah, he did. He did. You know, that. That to this day, to this day, there are some live Sabbath recordings that you listen to it and you think these are these are studio quality vocals. Mm. Yeah. You know, how the Absolutely. hell was he doing that every night? Mm. You know, and I saw an interview with him and someone said um, it was another singer and he was like idolized Ronnie a bit. And he was he, he got a chance to have a chat with him and he said, um, you know, so what's your warm up warm up routine? You know, I, I I do about 45 minutes, you know, breathing this. Uh, what's your warm routine, Ronnie? And he was like, um, I, uh, I I smoke a joint. <laughs> and he was like, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that's that's how to warm up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't do it myself. Uh, no, no. Yeah. But um, so so how did you how did you start coming across kind of like minded individuals to kind of you know put a band together uh, uh what was you mean with benediction well, when with, i first joined you, well, with, with, with you just your you know your, your first musical oh that oh uh yeah just uh it was a bunch of friends that we were hanging out together uh uh at this like i was on a yts scheme okay. <laughs> hey yes yeah, back in the day yeah, yeah awesome yeah, yeah. anyone who's under 40 probably doesn't even know what we're talking about government sponsored slave labor yep um, <laughs> yeah. but it, it was this yts scheme uh, it was in aston birmingham not far from the, the the hp source factory and the old ansel's factory which which was made for some great smells i'll tell you that yeah um but it was it was there and there was people there that were into metal as well um and we just said oh, oh let's just hang out with the instruments and it started out with me and a uh, on bass, a guitarist and a singer and a drum machine, and the drum wow. machine was like, 
and that was basically the beat. And you could speed it up or slow it down, and that was it. You're like uh, a real drummer. Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially Italian ones. Anyway, sorry, Gio. <laughs> um, but uh, we 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 did that for I don't know about a year, just you know, having fun. Yeah. Uh, and then we actually got a drummer who, uh, who came in and he was pretty good. Right. Uh, for right. what and we you were thought doing. you were having fun with the drum machine. Yeah, we thought. And then suddenly like, wow, uh, yeah. we had a great time. And then the singer left. Um, and we did one rehearsal with me doing the vocals again uh, and playing bass and doing it both very badly. And then we noticed, me and the guitarist noticed this advert for uh, a, a band who need uh, a, a guitarist and a bass player. And we sort of looked at each other and we're like, we, we won't tell the drummer. Um, and so we, we joined this band. Um, and yeah, I, we became great friends with these two guys. I'm still friends with one of them. One of them just dropped off the, the map completely. I think he became an alcoholic. Um, and he just dropped off the radar completely. Uh, but yeah, yeah, um, we, we we did that, and that was sort of the first live experiences with was with that. In fact, the very first live show we ever played was a festival in Birmingham, which was headlined by I think Bolt Thrower, and I think after Bolt Thrower it was Bolt Thrower, Carcass, Doctor and the Crippins, Cerebral Fix, Doom. Wow. Uh, deviated instinct. It was one of those wow. massive bunch of Birmingham bands. Yeah, uh, and and we opened and we we played for like twenty five minutes, and it was our first show and it was the first time I ever played live anywhere. And this is quite a big crowd, and they appreciated it. And we were actually reviewed in Kerrang, and they said uh, we sounded like um um an a, an outboard motor. On, on, on a on a sort of a, a little um, you know a boat one of those things and uh, that we did really well and I was like holy shit Kerrang liked us <laughs> <laughs> that's I, amazing I, I thought we were rubbish yeah <laughs> but that's amazing because at that at that age did you get get a name dropping Kerrang for the first yeah. gig you've ever done yeah I think we were like seventeen or eighteen I was about that old at the time yeah that's brilliant. That's brilliant, and also to be on that bill with all you know, with all with all those bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then and then end up in one of them years later. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's yeah I mean, that, that's something I'll I'll take with me forever. Um, being a member of Bolt Thrower for like six years almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. and people forget because people say to me like, "You weren't in the band very long. You only did one album." So, well, I joined right after they released Mercenary. So you toured that album? So I toured with that album, and then yeah. we, we we stopped and we were writing for Honor Valor Pride, and then we toured for that one as well. And then I, I got ill and uh, had to leave. Um, and it was six years, almost six years, that I was in uh, Bolt Thrower, that I was a member. But that's, that's you know, you, you illustrate there some of this, this, this kind of... It's, it's unique to bands because I, I think... I think there's when you when you're a fan because you know we're, we're we're fans of bands. When you're a yeah. fan of a band, there, there there is an era that you know that 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 you prefer. There's albums that are great, and you know, and and people will come up to you and talk about that. It's like, oh, you know, do you do you ever think about you know maybe doing something like that again or or, or stuff mm. like? And it's like yeah. what you don't realize is that when you're in a band, you don't have the luxury 
of of doing that. You've constantly got to be moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you do have to evolve. You can say we're going back to our roots, but you can't go back to your roots and make the same album. Yeah. You have to do a different album. You have to use the more modern technology to yeah. make a different sound. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah. You, you, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I, agree. I agree. Yeah. And, 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 and to me, I think, uh, you know, ultimately, the, the, way, the way everything's moved now, no, I'm, no, we're not going to go in the studio and just use amps like we used to and, mm. you know, and record the drums without a click track and, and not use Pro Tools. And you know why? Because it will sound shit. That's yeah, exactly. why. Exactly. And you think you want that, but all of your other albums aren't made like that. And that's mm. what your ears are used to. Yeah, and exactly. If, and, and, if, and if we put something out like you're talking about, you will say, oh, sounds a bit shit. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, you've, you've got to go with a go. And, I, and I, you know, I think I remember, I think it was Gene, I was talking to Gene once, and he said, just, he, he was just like, and I apologize this, but I always have to do the Gene voice. And he was like, dude, if the technology's out there, why wouldn't you use it? I mean, it's there to make you sound better. So yeah. use it, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. I've been doing my Gene impression so many years now, it's, it's basically Kermit the Frog. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be running into Gene at any point in the near future. <laughs> But if I do, yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, once this goes out, I'll manage. Because <laughs> will this be on YouTube? Uh, it will, yes. It Excellent. Will, yeah. Then I'll yeah. use my um, uh, my little app that I've got and download it and um, take that segment as audio and yeah. uh, play play it to Gene. I'll keep it on my phone, especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, oh, Gene's a good lad. He's, he's a really good lad. What I mean, one of the nicest people I've I've met in music, if not the nicest. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can go from not seeing him for like, you know, three, four years. I, re I remember seeing him when they, they he was touring with um, Testament and they were supporting him on a math. And um, and he, you know, it's like, when, when, you know, you know what it's like with some people where it's like, can you, you know, oh, can you put me on the guest list? Yeah, no problem. You know, and they put you on the guest list and you get there and, you know, you've got free entry, your name's on the list and that's it. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. That's fine. But Gene's one of those people who's like, can you get me on the guest? Yeah, no problem. And then and then you get um, photographs of your AAA pass. Okay. <laughs> you get you get you get a, you get a photograph of your name on the list. Oh, you yeah. know, and Excellent. and you know, and he and so we come down. You know, I haven't seen him for years, and we 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 come down. We sit in the dressing room, we sit down, and um and uh, and I look at him, and I'm like, wow. So, you guys voted for Trump, and he, <laughs> I, I, and he looks and he looks at me, and he goes, yeah, you guys voted, you guys voted for Brexit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We're off. You yeah. know, we're off. And he, yeah. he's, he's one of those people. It doesn't have to be music. You, you can talk about anything with Gene. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's such a lovely dude. He really is. Um, yeah, he really is. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. Totally this is, the, this is officially the Gene, Gene Ogden fan club here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, look, what are, your, um, what are your kind of plans around, you know, the rest of scriptures because presumably you want to get as much of that out as possible given it came out you know in 2020 
Well, there's there's a bunch, but the first thing I have to do is go for another piss. <laughs> do that. All right, be right back. So, so for listeners as opposed to viewers, um, yeah. you can always nip onto YouTube and watch this. Um, Dave has brought the lovely Bella um, onto camera, so um, and she doesn't want to stay actually, so she's she's off. Oh, yeah. right, that's that. She's she's actually she's not long been fed, and she's got her food just down on the floor over there. Uh. So uh, just she, just she, to clarify for listeners, uh, Bella's a dog, not yeah. A, yeah, 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 not not a not a family, not a daughter or, no, or a no, wife. No. Well, she's a sort of a daughter. She's a, a fur daughter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Third or fur. For, uh, well, isn't it the same thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But anyway, um, you you asked just before yes. the, the the quick break about what's coming up next with benediction after scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Post scriptures. I'm trying to open a beer with one hand. Oh, and I've done it. Um, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to tour more, um, obviously. Uh, and and by, well, I say tour, it's going to be a lot of festivals, a lot of gigs. Occasionally, there'll be the, the one off club show that we'll, we'll drop in there. Yeah. Because um, maybe we've got a, a festival, for example, a festival on a Friday and then a festival on a Sunday. And we got nothing to do on the Saturday, so yeah. rather than fly home and then fly back again, we'll just or sit or sit in a hotel burning cash, paying a load of people who yeah. aren't doing anything that night as well. Yeah, like ourselves. Um, yeah. Then, um, then we'll uh, yeah we'll, we'll put on a, a club gig. Um, but right now we're actually writing new material. Right. Um, so I'm pouring a beer while I'm I'm talking right now. So I'm concentrating on that as well. Yeah, no, um, I, it's it's okay. I get it. Yeah, all done. Um, but yeah, we 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 did that. Um, we've got about I think it's three songs already for uh, a new album. Um, right. it, it's gonna be. We, we were hoping to record um, this year around sort of November December, but I don't think we're gonna be ready. Um, right. Um, and also, I don't want to rush doing this i really don't want to rush recording a new album yeah um yeah and i think these three songs they're 99 percent ready what i've got to do is there's certain things that have to be moved around and i've got to do that on my other laptop which is just over there right. um i have a set laptop for uh, doing music on it doesn't go online because i'm great paranoid idea. about i'm paranoid about it getting hacked great uh, idea all so my all my so, recordings done on that. So. so it's um it is it is what it's what IT people refer to as an air gapped computer. Air gapped. I've never heard of that that phrase yeah. before. Okay. Well, I I might have it wrong because air gapped might be um a computer that has never been connected to the internet. Okay. Well, this one say that um it, it was sent through by a friend of mine who's the the boss of RadioFreeSatan.com, by the way. Uh, he right. sent it through, um, and when he sent it through, I actually um, copied this laptop that I'm using right now yeah. uh, onto it, and since then, it has never been online. So, right. so, so maybe... May, 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 yeah, it's kind of in yeah. there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, all the data that was on it before is gone. Um, so yeah, it, it's never it's never actually been online, and I won't put it online. I'll, I'll I should be saving that just for yeah. It's a it's an older Mac. I mean, the one I'm use I use Mac, and yeah. the, the one I've got right now it's one of the 17 inch screens, 17 inches across. Yeah. It's one of the massive things. It looks like an aircraft carrier, um, <laughs> but it's uh it, it's the one I've got right now is about 15 years old, 
and it's the slowest machine fucking ever. Um, but next time I buy a computer, I won't be buying brand new. I'm I'm really into the whole environmental thing, so I'm gonna right a, yeah. an old one that's been what's the word refurbished? No, that means it's yeah. been redecorated or something. No, you're right. You're right. Absolutely refurbished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I'll I'll buy one of the older ones again um, for a fraction of the cost because I always use Mac. I won't use anything else. And Mac's just ridiculously expensive when you buy brand new. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why they call people who work in an, uh, an Apple shop genius. It's like, well, you must be if you figured out how to sell this expensive shit to everyone. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if you've, so you've got, you've got your, you've got your music laptop. That's, yeah. you've got your music laptop. That's safe. But do you want to gamble? But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got you've got that, and that's that's where you work all your music on. So you've and you've yeah. already so you've already started writing the next album then. Yeah, uh, they, they, I got sent through. Uh, I've got about thirty pieces of music that I can use that the band are happy with. But I've said to them, rather than me pick and choose, because they might say, "Oh, can we try this one instead?" Mm. I've said to them, "Go through them all and choose the ones that you you would like to use." Um, right. Because it's going to expedite the, the whole writing process for me. Uh, and I can still right. write lyrics because I, I just make a, a page, pages and pages of notes for lyrics. And then I just go through it and go, what the hell was I talking about or thinking about when I wrote that? So, Are you, are you, a, are you a word collector? Yes. And a phrase collector? A phrase collectors, yes. I will listen yeah. to other, not, not other songs, but I listen to um, a lot of audio books and podcasts. Um, Same here, yeah. Yeah, uh, mainly audio books and mainly Doctor Who audio adventures. <laughs> and occasionally right. there'll be this word of words of wisdom that will come through. Yeah. And I will use that not as part of the lyrics, but I might use it as a, a song title. Um, yes. And actually, if you look at my band Down Among the Dead Men, every song title is about it's something to do with Doctor Who. Even right. the, the band name Down Among the Dead Men. There's a character called um, Bernice Summerfield. She's a, a archaeologist of the future, and because she's an archaeologist, she wrote a book called "Down Among the Dead Men," which is what archaeologists are. Where she spends all of her time. Yeah, um, and that's where the band name came from, and the uh, all the, the song titles are about uh, Doctor Who related stuff. Some are actually direct. Uh, like there's one song called Pyramids of Mars, which was a Doctor Who story with Tom Baker. Right. Uh, you know, the stuff like that. And there was yeah. one, one song, oh, good grief, I've got, forgotten what it's called. Uh, but it's actually, the, the music is, I wrote it for, for Roger to use, but it's the bass line from the Doctor Who theme. Oh, brilliant. And I, I, I sort of punked it up and... Um, well, you're not, but you're not the first person. You're not the first person to do oh, that no, either, no. are you? No, no, not at all. There's, there's been stuff, but we've got the, the entire band, all the three albums and the, the, the singles that we put out. Uh, they're all about Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's my right. vent. It's yeah, my yeah. vent uh, for, for, for that. And, yeah. and, and, and there's a, a couple of songs uh, that on the New Benediction album that have references in there. Yeah, with Doctor Who. I mean, yeah. uh, progenitors of the new paradigm. That's all about the, the what people sometimes call the Teletubby Daleks. 
Yeah, if the, the new paradigm of Daleks that came out uh, in 2010, I think it was. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to defer to our bass player, Pete, who also has um, a, a fair volume of um, uh, Doctor Who tattoos on him as well. Oh, OK. Yeah, he's got, he's got the Dalek and the yeah and the and the, the the telephone box and the whole well telephone box the Tardis etc. Um, yeah, I'll um, I, honestly you you two could swap um, Doctor Who and tattoo stories till the end of time. And by the sound of it, we could probably swap spit as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant! Don't, well, don't, don't tell him I said. Oh, actually, you know, you were recording shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just seen this. <laughs> <laughs> um well look dave dave I, I i i can't thank you enough for doing this and and you've you know you've taken a chunk of time out of your day um and i i, I really really do appreciate it because we've gone all around the houses here about about all sorts of stuff yeah. um and um and look thank you so much but don't go anywhere because there's there's a couple of things i want to talk to you offline um okay but um but for now dave i can't thank you enough thank you so much thanks for coming on Thank you for having me, mate. It, it's been an absolute pleasure. And good. I, I, I honestly, I really hope we can do this again. Yeah, yeah. Well, bear with me. Right on. And indeed, um, part two will be coming. I would, I'd, I'd love to say soon, but um, uh, probably not as soon as you would like, or I would like, because we're basically we're both busy. But we are going to um, we are going to get together and do part two. And because after giving it the large up the front about Patreon and about how you can submit subscriber questions, um, I got some and then didn't have time to uh, ask them. So hence part two is absolutely essential, is it not? So, um, yeah, normally, honestly, I am, you know, I am organized and you would get a chance so you know still sign up at patreon if you want please listen to me backtracking eh? the sound of a desk the last act of a desperate man anyway um hope you enjoyed that as you can tell really enjoyed doing it dave and i hit it off there is definitely you know look yeah interviewing singers singers interviewing singers it's there's something about it isn't there <laughs> i i always seem to find there is definitely something about it um, but I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely loved that. We had such, a, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was bizarre. I had to do it in a different room. I had, um, I guess staying. So I was in, I was in a different room stuck away. It was really hot and humid and, but, but we hadn't had, he was, he was like in a little cupboard at his house as well, or in a small room. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, uh, it was good fun. It was really good fun. And I hope it was fun to listen to for you as well. Um, what an episode! What an episode! I mean, I'm I'm saying this is up where up there with 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 some of the best over the years. Um, and so much fun talking to Dave. The, and and up front, that first part of the podcast is a little bit different, as usual. I'm doing it, aren't I? I'm doing the thing I hate. I'm doing the thing I hate. I go on about how people review their own podcasts and start talking about it, and you think, well, I've just fucking listened to the whole thing. I don't need you to tell me because I was listening. So I'm sorry, you. Fucking cock, Howard. You absolute fucking dick. You have just done what you fucking take the piss out of everybody else for doing. And you've done it yourself. What a knob. Um, this, that, honestly, this is, this is a new era of self-awareness for me. <laughs> um, well, yeah, anyway, right. 
I'm not going to talk any more about the podcast that you've just listened to because you just listened to it. And you can make your own fucking mind up as to the bits you liked and whether you whether you liked it or not and how good you thought it was or if you didn't like it at all or you've watched the YouTube video and decided not to listen to me jabbering on at all because you fucking hate listening to me jabbering on. I, whatever, whatever. All I can say is thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe if you're not already subscribed and please spread the word. The main reason why this podcast is still going is people sharing. Sharing is caring, I do believe, we used to say a few years ago. And now it's probably a phrase that is fucking redundant as shit, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Old man here. Can't, can't, can't tell you. Can't give you any update on whether sharing is caring is still something that is a thing. You know, it's probably already old hat and a bit naff. I mean probably a bit naff in the first place anyway fucking hell hey get the fear or get fucked that was my that was that was my phrase when we were touring the fear album in 1989 um and um that's aged quite well actually <laughs> anyway fuck knows tangent tangent fans you're listening to the end of the podcast i have delivered tangents for you i hope you appreciate it anyway uh thanks a lot guys thanks for listening all the way to the end very cool of you hope you enjoyed it do all the stuff we talked about, but most importantly, take care, look after each other, and I'll speak to you again soon.